Welcome to the Pacific Northwest edition of America Outdoors Radio. We've got a fast-paced hour of fishing, hunting, and conservation covering the nation and the Northwest, including 13 extra minutes of local content you'll only hear on Seattle's Sports Radio, KJR. Welcome to your weekend. I am glad you are here. We've got some great local guests for you today. One of them is Dwayne England. He is the host and founder of Fish Hunt Northwest. He's going to join us at the bottom of the hour to share some really exciting news. Their show will now air for a full hour on Sunday mornings from 9 to 10 a.m. on Root Sports, which is a Big improvement over the half-hour show they were previously airing on this television network. Dwayne will tell you what additional content you'll get to see. Sockeye salmon are on the bite in Lake Wenatchee and the Columbia River near Brewster. And Bob Loomis with Max Lure will tell you how to catch them at the end of the program today. Speaking of Lake Wenatchee. A whopping 65,000-plus sockeye salmon have passed through Tumwater Dam and the Wenatchee River en route to the lake, so right now is a fantastic time to head to Lake Wenatchee between Leavenworth and Stevens Pass to troll up some sockeye. If you need sockeye gear, or maybe gear for pink salmon or Chinook, the place to go is your Puget Sound area sportsman's warehouse stores. You'll find them in Silverdale and Everett and Puyallup and Federal Way, and they've got the gear you need to have success on the water fishing for salmon right now. You might also want to consider getting that halibut gear out again, because there's going to be some additional Coast and Puget Sound halibut dates coming up. According to Lorna Wargo with the Washington Department of Fish and Wildlife, responding to angler interest, we opened the Puget Sound region five days per week in early April. However, sufficient quota remains to provide more opportunity to harvest halibut and to extend the opportunity to anglers that have caught their four-fish annual limit. We are temporarily increasing this four-fish limit to six-fish for your annual limit. So, in the Strait of Juan de Fuca and Puget Sound, marine areas 5, 6, 7, 8-1, 8-2, 9, and 10, it will be open daily from August 17th through September 30th or until the catch quota is achieved. Nia Bay and La Push, marine areas 3 and 4, will also open daily from August 17th through September 30th or when the catch quota is achieved. And Westport, Ocean Shores, Iwako, the Columbia River, marine areas 2 and 1, the all-depth fishery will be open August 26th and the 27th, September 8th and 9th, and September 22nd. Marine Area 1's nearshore area is open Mondays through Wednesdays if there is sufficient quota. And you can find the coordinates for the nearshore fishery on the WDFW webpage. So, very good news for halibut anglers. Turning to crabbing, with Puget Sound crabbing in full swing, WDFW would like to share a reminder to all of you dropping crab pots out there. Please avoid deploying your gear in ferry lanes or marina entrances and other high traffic areas because... Crab pots and gear and ferry lanes have caused serious damage to Washington State ferries in the past, and ferries have been temporarily disabled after crab lines have been tangled in the propeller shafts of the vessels, leading to costly repairs and lengthy delays for ferry travelers, and it's not like we already don't have lengthy delays for ferry travelers, so let's not make it worse. 
Turning to big game hunting, were you selected for a multi-season deer or elk tag this spring? Have you not gone out and purchased that tag yet? Well, you better hurry up because the deadline to do so is August 1st. If you were lucky enough to get drawn, it would be a shame to miss out on the opportunity to hunt deer or elk for the archery, modern rifle, and muzzleloader seasons. Last but not least, the Brewster King Salmon Derby is coming up quick. It's happening on the Upper Columbia River above Wells Dam August 4th, 5th, in the 6th and you need to purchase your derby tickets by August 1st if you want to participate in this popular derby. The website to go to is BrewsterKingSalmonDerby.com And with that, you are now in the know about what's hot this week in the Pacific Northwest. That's your first local shot of the outdoors. Now let's see what's going on across the nation. A seafood bounty is waiting for you on Northwest Oregon's Tillamook Coast. Catch a limit of big salmon, haul up a pot of delicious crab, plan your visit today at TillamookCoast.com. It's time for America Outdoors Radio, the show that covers the outdoor scene across the U.S. of A. and the entire continent. Fishing, hunting, conservation, outdoor recreation, and great destinations, we cover it all every week. It's your country, your outdoors. Let's explore it together with your host, John Cruz. Welcome to another edition of America Outdoors Radio, and I think you're going to really like this one. It's a destination show. We are taking you to Southeast Alaska, Sportsman's Cove Lodge on Prince of Wales Island, where we're going to spend three days and four nights fishing for halibut and true cod and ling cod and salmon and more. And I can't wait to tell you who our guests are. One of them is going to be outdoors writer Terry Sheely, very well-known outdoors writer who has written not only some guidebooks, but also a plethora of articles for both regional and national magazines, not just in fishing and hunting magazines, but in-flight airline magazines, too. I got to fish with Terry for several days, and you'll hear from him in just a minute. And our topic of discussion is going to be a big change at Sportsman's Cove Lodge. It's sold. Captain Mac, Larry McQuarrie, finally gets to retire. He's still on site as a consultant, but we are going to introduce you to the new general manager of the place. That would be Dale Castile, and he'll tell you who the new owner is and what, if any, changes they're going to make. We'll tell you about that towards the end of the show. In between, we'll talk to our captain. That would be Steve Helton. He's a very good guy out of Eureka, California. Has a business down there, too. But with the Sacramento Chinook run collapsing, he decided to come up to Alaska for the summer, and I'm glad he did. He'll tell you how to go about catching fish in this part of Alaska in the middle of our program today. And, of course, I've got to have a discussion with my best friend and America Outdoors Radio Pro staffer Rusty Johnston because I took him on this trip, and it's the first time he's ever got to fish in Alaska. He's fished in a lot of places, especially down in Mexico, but he's never got to enjoy fishing like this up north before. He'll tell you his thoughts about not just the fishing, but the Lodge 2 in just a few minutes. But first, let's check in with our first guest of the day. Next up on America Outdoors Radio, we are on the water 
watching a de Havilland beaver fly over us on board the Mystic Lady. There are six of us fishing for halibut, though I've stole one of those people away. That would be well-known outdoors writer Terry Sheely. He is based in the Pacific Northwest, has written for numerous national publications and in-flight magazines, mainly about fishing, a little bit of hunting, and adventure, too. Terry, welcome to the show. Always good to be here, John, especially in another adventure with you. Absolutely. We have had a few over the years, but tickles me pink that you're here for this one. You know, you've been coming to Sportsman's Cove Lodge a long time, haven't you? I have been, and there's good reason why it's one of my favorite places on the east side of Prince of Wales Island. And the big part of that is we catch a lot of fish, and Mac, Larry McQuarrie, runs one of the best ships I've ever seen. I fish a lot of places, and this is a good one. Well, you've written numerous stories about Sportsman's Cove Lodge and the fishing here between Ketchikan and Prince of Wales Island over the years. What's the biggest thing you like about it? Is it the consistency? It is. There's consistency, true. The hospitality of the lodge is another thing altogether. But there's always something to catch here. It varies with the season. You've got halibut, and then you've got kings until the closure comes. Silver start chums. There's a huge variety of fish in here. I've caught lings, big lings. I've caught hallies that are just wonderful on the table. I've caught a lot of cod. Gotta love true cod if you like fillets of fish. Perfect for chips. Well, as a matter of fact, one of the things they have here at Sportsman's Cove Lodge is every night they give out a coffee cup to the person out of the 30 guests who caught the biggest fish of each species. And you got a coffee cup last night for catching an 8.8-pound true cod. That was a very nice cod. That is a wonderful cod. That means I have fish and chips for quite a while. (laughs) Fantastic. Let's talk a, a little bit about the salmon fishing, too. We've been getting into the pinks and the chum and the silvers, and we've run across a few kings, too. And this is different fishing than the Pacific side of Prince of Wales Island, It is. It's absolutely different. What we're doing on this boat and for a lot of the boats here is just plain mooching, drifting herring, a lot like you would do off the Oregon or Washington coast, British Columbia. It's real productive and it's hands-on. You're holding the rod, you're working the bait. If you like to fish and don't just like to hook fish, this is a great place to do that. There's always a salmon of some sort running here. Oh, I agree with you completely. And I guess we should also mention the Calm Waters Derby that they have here at the lodge. So if you catch the biggest king salmon or the biggest silver salmon or the biggest halibut of the season, you actually get to come back for a four-day trip. And if you're in second place, you get a free three-day trip. Have you ever had that honor yet? I have not had that honor, but that doesn't mean I'm not striving for it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm happy to report my daughter, Faith. Her first time up here actually won that with a 37 and a half pound king salmon. So that is a ton of fun. Another reason to come up here to Sportsman's Cove Lodge. Let's talk a little bit more about your experience at the lodge because you've been here many, many times. And I think you hit on one thing, the customer service. It is. Mac tries to get one staff member per guest and you can't beat that. These guys hustle. They're a good example of what boat crews, kitchen crews, whoever makes your bed. I'm kidding you. That's their most courteous people but I know for a fact and he'll probably deny this but he's very selective in his recruitment he comes in you if you want to work here you do an interview and you put people first you're a hard worker he's got some of the hardest working staff I've ever fished with let's talk a little bit about Captain Mac he finally gets to retire at the tender age of 82 he's sold the lodge though he's still around I mean he's literally just a cove away and we're seeing him at the lodge every day but uh 
He's looking pretty relaxed this summer, isn't he? He is a lot more relaxed this summer than he was last fall when we were <laughs> up here trying for some big hook-nosed silvers, which we got. That was a hoot. But, yeah, Mac deserves it. I hate to see him hang it up because he's the top shelf, in my estimation. And as an outdoor writer, I fish a lot of lodges, a lot of resorts, a lot of guides, and I'll put Mac ahead of all of them. He got his start as a pilot for United Airlines, and he brought that same... Same expertise, same check off everything, make sure all the boxes are closed, everything's fine. He brought that to running boats. And when you go out on his boat, you know everything's in order. You do. Well, that's true. And and every boat is set up exactly the same way. It's all about uniformity. And, and the thing about Mac and the operation he runs, it's a well-oiled machine. It's all so choreographed and it's done so well. It is, absolutely. Everybody has an assignment, all the staff, and that's what they concentrate on. They can overlap, go help somebody bring a boat in or something if needed be, but everybody has a specific job and they're very good at it. And most importantly to me, they're very proud of it. It's a big accomplishment for them. Captain Mack was telling us a story about how he came to this lodge. And, you know, did you know him back in the Westport days when he had a fleet back there? I absolutely did in the 70s and show my age a little bit. But I went out with Mack on a boat out of Westport. First time I ever did. And I was just impressed. We caught salmon. I had my youngest son with me. He got along. Mac got along fine with him. I was there to do a story, show you how good kids are. Mac says, boy, it's sure nice to have a professional writer photographer on board. And my son says, who? Where's he at? <laughs> <laughs> my kids would be the same. And for our listeners who aren't aware, Westport is a, a major fishing port for charter fleets on the southwestern coast of Washington State. But, you know, that kind of went bust for a while in the 80s. And, and Mac was telling us a story like last night of how we came up here and found this lodge which was in the beginning nothing short of just two rundown buildings with a whole bunch of liens against it and he clawed his way into owning it he absolutely did it's an intriguing business story if you're into that but he literally built this from the water line up the hill the buildings that were here were industrial buildings used for canneries for purposes and they were derelict and he said we asked him last night well, did you start from scratch? And he said, I started from a minus. I was negative <laughs> down in the hole. But he has built a really beautiful lodge. You have individual cabins, individual restrooms, great dining area. Oh, well, looks like we're going to have to go because there is a fish on. But Terry, really enjoyed fishing with you. And uh, let's go ahead and catch some more fish. I'm up for that. I think I see my rod jiggling up there. We'll be back in a bit. <laughs> book at Sportsman's Cove Lodge? Why is Alaska like no other place on earth? It hasn't changed in thousands of years. From the way you get here on a float plane to the way you go out with the guides and the boats, it's just a professional experience. And I said, this is as good as it gets. I said, if you can't catch fish here, you can't catch fish anywhere. Your experience with us will leave you speechless. Book now at alaskasbestlodge.com. 
Hunting and fishing are exercises in hope. Before you head into the woods, you hope to tag out on a deer you'll have to field dress. Before you make that first cast, you hope for a big fish to clean and fillet. When your hopes are realized, you'll need a sharp knife. Whether you sharpen that blade on a power sharpener in the shop or a manual sharpener in the field, WorkSharp has the tool for you. Look for WorkSharp products in sporting and stores near you or online at WorkSharpTools.com. Hunt of a Lifetime is a nationwide nonprofit organization dedicated to providing hunting and fishing trips to youth 21 and under who suffer from life-threatening illnesses and disabilities. These adventures make big differences in the lives of those who participate in them, and in many cases are literally a dream come true that brings hope and therapy to their lives. Find out more, get involved, or donate today at huntofalifetime.org. That's huntofalifetime.org. Huntofalifetime.org. I'm Anthony Imperato, president of Henry Repeating Arms. Patriotic Americans are looking to protect and provide for their families now more than ever. Henry has over 200 rifles and shotguns to choose from. Made in America or not made at all. And backed by a lifetime guarantee. Order a free catalog, decals, and a list of Henry dealers in your area. Go to HenryUSA.com or call 1-800-958-4993. Thank you and God bless America. We're talking to Mike Meesberg again at Mardon Resort at Eastern Washington's huge potholes reservoir. Mike, why is your resort so popular every summer? Fun in the sun, in a beautiful warm camping area, swimming area, fishing for all kinds of fish, especially topwater bass fishing. We are just scratching the surface as to why you'll want to head there this summer. Find out more at MardonResort.com. That's Mardon Resort, where the fish bite, but we don't. Sportsman's Warehouse is America's premier outfitter and has what you need as a hunter, angler, hiker, paddler, camper, and outdoors enthusiast. They also carry an extensive assortment of firearms and ammunition you simply can't find anymore at many big box stores. On top of that, their knowledgeable staff is here to help you purchase the right gear so you can get the most out of your outdoor experience. Visit your local Sportsman's Warehouse store today or shop online anytime at sportsmans.com. Northwest Oregon's Tillamook Coast is not only the place to go for cheese and ice cream, but also for outdoors fun. Hook into a salmon in Tillamook Bay or one of the rivers flowing into it. Harvest tasty clams from our bays and pull up a crab reen or pot full of big dungeness crab. Visit our parks, walk the beaches, explore our forests, and enjoy our coastal communities. You are going to love it here. Plan your trip today at TillamookCoast.com. That's TillamookCoast.com. Come to Oregon's Wallowa County for outdoors adventure. Hike, ride, paddle, fish, or sightsee to your heart's content. And then visit one of our wonderful towns, whether it be Joseph with its beautiful bronze statues, our county seat in Enterprise, or one of our charming small towns like Wallowa, Imnaha, or Troy, where you can eat, shop, and sleep before continuing your adventure the next day. Plan your visit now at WallowaCountyChamber.com. That's WallowaCountyChamber.com. Oh, 
Welcome back to America Outdoors Radio. I'm John Cruz. We are broadcasting from Sportsman's Cove Lodge on Prince of Wales Island in Southeast Alaska. I'm sitting here on the deck with my best friend and our pro staffer, Rusty Johnston. We just came back from a great day of fishing. We're looking down onto Saltry Cove in the marina where a de Havilland beaver float plane just landed, bringing in people and supplies and Rusty, I don't know about you, but last couple days has been absolutely fantastic when it comes to the fishing. Oh, it's just been absolutely ridiculous. Had numerous fish on, different species, and it seems like sometimes there's just one after the other. Well, let's go ahead and kind of walk our listeners through our fishing days. And we'll get to the, the food and all that in a minute, but let's just talk about the fishing. So we take off 6.30 in the morning. We're on these 37-foot Delta boats, very comfortable, easy to fish out of. And there's six passengers, and then there is the deckhand, and then there's the skipper. And we always start off at the halibut grounds. How did things go the last two days there? They went really well. Um, True cod and halibut. We caught some fish that we really didn't need but or wanted, but we caught a lot of fish. And it starts off a little slow in, in the morning, but then it just continually picks up. You know, and our captain, Captain Steve Helton, he has a theory that, you know, the more you pound the sand and, and fish these area, you're releasing some scent, you're actually drawing fish to where you're fishing. I think there's some real truth in that. And, you know, there were some undesirable species that we caught a few of, like arrowtooth flounder, that literally looked like a flounder that was created in Hades with its sawtooth teeth, and ratfish, which literally looks like a rat, but there was the good fish, and that included halibut, and we got our limit of halibut both days. Everyone gets one halibut when you're on a charter boat. And we also got a whole bunch of true cod to include some big ones. What did we catch? Like over 30 each day? It had to have been about that. I mean, it was pretty nonstop. And today, the true cod they were catching were bigger than the ones yesterday. Yeah, we were talking about true cod up to, to 8 pounds, folks. I mean, really nice fish when it comes to fish and ships. So we were there till about, oh, 11.30 or so, and then it was off to the salmon grounds both days. And how did that go? We'll start off with day one. Day one, I mean, as soon as we stopped and everybody got ready, I mean, we started catching fish right away. It was bananas. Well, let's just say we all had limits. We all had limits of salmon. It was nonstop action. We were talking about pink salmon. We were talking about chum salmon, coho salmon. You did have on a nice king, but that one got off, and then we caught some sublegal kings. And how did today go? It was almost a repeat of the, the day before. You and I both caught a couple of the ones that weren't legal on the kings. I caught a nice silver, some pinks, and nice-sized chum salmon also. Yep. No, we both cost half a dozen salmon apiece. We ended up with 31 salmon total in the boat. So we're going to be bringing home a whole bunch of fish. It has just been an absolute hoot. But I, I think you'll agree, it's not just the fishing that makes this experience so fun. What else do you like about it? Oh, it's just we've got just a wonderful group of people on the boat from all over the United States. And the deckhand and the, the skipper, you know, it's just like fishing with a bunch of friends. Well, it really is. It really is. I've really enjoyed fishing with the Regulas. They hail from uh, San Diego. That's Josie and Max and Frank Skipworth, who's a veterinarian from Kentucky. Uh, he had the hot hand today, I'll tell you what, on the salmon and the true cod. And very well-known outdoors writer Terry Sheely, who I've known for some 20 years now. It was a ton of fun. And there's a lot of laughing. There's a lot of joking. And, and every 
everyone's happy because everyone's catching fish. But, you know, when you get back here, talk about being treated like family. The staff here is just absolutely amazing. I told you in advance about the customer service, but I think you've been a little floored by it. Yeah, it's just absolutely amazing. I mean, they're just running around, taking care of you. Whatever your needs are, they're taking care of you. And, you know, they call you by name. They know who you are. They treat you just absolutely like a king or a queen. I've never seen such good customer service. And part of that is because they literally have as many or more workers than there are guests. There's only 30 guests at a time that come to the lodge. They fish out of five boats, again, six to a boat. So it's really a pretty intimate experience. It is. I mean, it's overwhelming how everybody remembers your name. I can't even remember my name sometimes. (laughs) But it's just the way they take care of the customers is something that in my travels I have never seen. Again, you're listening to America Outdoors Radio. I'm John Cruz. We're broadcasting from Sportsman's Cove Lodge in southeast Alaska. If you want to check out the website, go to alaskasbestlodge.com. I'm talking to our original pro staffer, Rusty Johnson, who just happens to be my best friend, about his first time fishing in Alaska and his first time visiting the lodge. Got to talk about the food. Oh, Yeah, you're going to gain weight when you get up here. Um, The food is just absolutely amazing. I guess tonight is sushi. Tonight is sushi and salmon. So the way it works is you have a hot breakfast at 6 in the morning. You actually make your sack lunch before then. You make as much food as you want and take it with you on the boat to eat. And then when you come back, you get appetizers. And then they feed you dinner. And yes, they even feed you dessert. And if you're still hungry, there's milk and cookies waiting for you at 8 o'clock every night. Gotta ask, your favorite meal that we've had so far? I think the first night with the halibut that we had and the way it was prepared, which was amazing. And every all the food has been just really good. I've got to go with what was billed as an appetizer, but actually was a full meal in itself when we got back. The shrimp and crab boil. We are talking freshly caught Dungeness crab, freshly caught spotted shrimp, and dewy sausage, corn on the cob, potatoes. Can't get enough of that. No, I, I forgot about that one. We had to walk away from that or we would have sat there and ate and ate and ate. <laughs> This is very true. Very true indeed. And you've got to talk about just the setting, too. I mean, this truly is a wild Alaskan experience, and the beauty is amazing. It is. I mean, it's just, I mean, you're here we're sitting on the deck looking at the other side of the island and the trees. And, I mean, it's, it is so quaint and just comfortable and quiet. Super quiet. If you're hearing anything in the background, it's probably some of the birds that are chirping. We've seen some deer. Usually on this trip, I see some black bears wandering along the shoreline. Haven't seen those this year. But man, oh man, the the humpback whales put on a show for us yesterday. Oh, that was awesome. They weren't that far away, and you watch them spout and, you know, sound and do their dive, and it was great to watch on the way out. Oh, not only that, there was three whales traveling in a row, and they were all breaching. It was absolutely amazing to see that. Absolutely loved it. And you can't get enough of the bald eagles that are all over the place, too. Looks like the old de Havilland beaver is getting ready to depart the lodge and fly back to Ketchikan. Anything else you want to mention about your experience at Sportsman's Cove Lodge? Uh, the, the, my experience of this lodge is the places I've traveled to, you know, Mexico, California, and Baja, this is top-notch. And one of my best places I've ever been. So if you are looking for a luxury Alaskan fishing lodge to visit, 
and to enjoy a wonderful vacation. It's suitable for all ages. There's kids here, there's seniors here, and there's everybody in between. Great for family trips. There's several families that are here, and there's also singles and doubles and couples. It's all waiting for you. You are welcome to come here to Sportsman's Cove Lodge on Prince of Wales Island in southeast Alaska. If you want to book a trip and find out more, simply go to alaskasbestlodge.com. That's alaskasbestlodge.com. Rusty, we got one more day of fishing. I don't know about you, but I can't wait. I can't wait either. This is just a great experience. If you can make it up here, you have to do it. I mean, it's great. Changing topics. Do you love to fish? Do you love to eat fish? Well, if you do, you know how important it is to have something to keep things sharp. Now, in the boat, it might be something to keep your hook sharp, like maybe the pocket knife sharpener from WorkSharp, which also works just fine along with the guided field sharpener for keeping fillet knives sharp. So when it comes to cleaning those fish you catch for the day, you can get that done in a hurry. And let's not forget back at the house when you're preparing those fish for a meal. That's when you want to have a kitchen knife sharpener, and there's several electric ones available. You can find them all at WorkSharpTools.com, which lists all sorts of both manual and electric sharpeners you can use in the kitchen, in the shop, or in the field. Sharp hooks and sharp knives make for a happy day on the water, so get your sharpener today at WorkSharpTools.com or look for these products at quality sporting goods stores and hardware stores near you. In today's news, I'm cooking a brisket. Let's go to Jill at my house to see how it's going. This is your house and you brought me and the crew to check on your brisket? That's correct, Jill. How's it looking? This is a Camp Chef Woodwind Wi-Fi. You know you, you can check your cook right from your phone, right? I didn't know that was an option, Jill. Well, never mind. But before you leave, can you feed the dog? What? No, no. When we get back, why is my check engine light on? The answer may shock me. Ready for more local fishing and hunting? You got it. It's the Pacific Northwest edition of America Outdoors Radio. Right here on Seattle's Sports Radio, KJR. For your next local shot of the outdoors, we are checking in with Dwayne England. He is the founder of Fish Hunt Northwest. That's the local show that has been streaming on YouTube and Facebook Thursday evenings at 6 p.m. for several years now. And recently, it began airing as a 30-minute show, not the full one-hour show, but a 30-minute show on Root Sports. Well, we've got good news. It is now airing in full. A full hour of Fish Hunt Northwest will be airing every Sunday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. on Root Sports. Dwayne, great to have you back on the show, and congratulations. Hey, thanks, John. I appreciate you having me back on your show. Thanks for that. And yeah, you know, exciting news. I had to re-up my one-year contract with Root Sports. They asked me to please come back. The show is doing very well over there at Root Sports. It has a tremendous following. One of the highest-watched outdoor fishing and hunting shows provided there on Root Sports. So that's nice to hear. Big uh, thank you to all the fans that have followed us over there and all the new fans that have jumped aboard. And yeah, now we're going to bring you our full one-hour show each and every week, 9 to 10 a.m. on Root Sports on Sunday. I know you had to cut out a lot of what was streaming for the half-hour show. And for those who haven't seen the streaming show on Facebook or YouTube, let's talk about what they will see on the new Expanded Hour. I'm guessing maybe 
more cooking segments, more how-to bait lab segments. Yeah, you pretty much nailed it. Uh, we're going to try to bring back more of our cooking segments as we move forward. But, you know, it also allows us to just get more well-rounded and diverse in our content. You get to now enjoy the full scope of what Fish on Northwest is truly all about, and that is, you know, some of our outdoor, on-the-water, in-the-woods content not crammed into one or two six-minute segments, but we can piece that out throughout the show uh, and kind of, you know, pull you back into the studio. Then we go back out on the water to finish that type of segment. Yeah, insightful interviews in the studio with guests and, of course, the advantage of Zoom now so that those interviews are even more enjoyable, as you can see our guests. And then, yeah, we'll have many more how-tos in the Bay Lab on Root Sports, you know, because we, now we have time to fit it all in. We're not so crammed for space. Well, I am really glad to see that the full hour is now going to be airing on Root Sports. And it just tickles me pink that you are now one of the most highly rated fishing and hunting shows. And folks, if you haven't watched this show yet, you're missing out. Again, you have two choices. You can watch the streaming show Thursday evenings from 6 to 7 p.m. Or watch the televised airing on Root Sports Sundays from 9 to 10. Either way, you're going to absolutely love all of the local content. Dwayne, congratulations again, my friend. Absolutely, John. Thanks for having me on once again. You're back in. It is a beautiful morning in southeast Alaska off of Prince of Wales Island. I'm on board the Mystic Lady with well-known outdoors writer, Terry Sheely, with Max and Josie Regula from San Diego, and with Frank Skipworth, who hails from Kentucky and is a veterinarian, and of course, my best friend, Rusty Johnston. Our crew today is Paul, he's our deckhand doing a great job, and our captain is Captain Steve Helton, who hails from Eureka, California. Captain Steve, welcome to the show. Thank you, nice to be here. Well, I'll tell you what, this is day two of our trip here at Sportsman's Cove Lodge. Day one and day two have both been fantastic. Day one, we filled up the fish box with three halibut that were 20 plus pounds and a three more that were less than that and a whole bunch of true cod. And we seem to be on pace to do exactly the same this morning. How do you find a place like this and figure out where to find these schools of fish? Well, to be honest with you, John, this is my first year up in this area. So I do a, a little bit of reliance on um, the history of the guides that have been up here before. But really what we do is we find an area at a certain depth. Today we're fishing at 260 feet. Um, we look for a little contour on the bottom. We try to find an area that's close to where it might either drop off or slope up. And then we look for bait. We look for bait when we're coming out here. If we see a little bait and we're in that area where there's some contour, we'll put them down and hope for the best. Well, so far, hoping for the best has worked out just fine. Why don't you describe the rig that we're using here in terms of the weight and the bait and the leader length, too? We're fishing a lightweight lead. Some areas in Alaska, you'll find that they use like three and four pounds. But here, we're using 12 ounces of lead. We have a very short leader, about oh, 14 inches or so with a double hook on it. And let's see, our main line's 100, leaders are 90. And uh, it's a pretty simple setup, but it seems to be pretty effective. And big herring, are these the herring they call horse herring? I couldn't tell you. I've never heard them called horse herring before, but they're a basic herring. It looks like these herring are saned herring as opposed to a tray-bought tray herring. They work pretty good, halibut-like herring. 
They certainly do, and so do the True Cod. And I'll tell you what, if you like fish and chips, folks, you like True Cod. They are absolutely delicious, fight pretty well. The halibut fight great, that goes without saying. And again, it's been very productive. As a matter of fact, I'd say that overall, you know, this is a very reliable fishery I've noticed over the years, is this True Cod and halibut fishery year in, year out. And has it been that way this season for you? Seems like it, yeah. It's it's really nice to have the True Cod in addition to the halibut, because sometimes we come out here and we wait a long time to get a halibut bite but when the true cod are coming in you know it kind of kills the time kind of fills the fish box makes everybody happy keeps everybody busy so we like the true cod they're really nice and then every once in a while we get a halibut on and it kind of cheers up the whole boat absolutely now this afternoon we're going to go salmon fishing and if you're in canada or even in a lot of parts of the pacific northwest most of the boats they use downriggers and they troll for their salmon but we do things much different we use a method called mooching why don't you explain how we're catching our salmon through the technique called mooching well let me tell you i have a long history of trolling with downriggers and it's a very very effective way to cover a lot of ground Uh, you cover a lot of ground but you don't cover it as efficiently as you do when you're mooching when you're mooching you don't cover a lot of ground but you cover the ground you're covering very very effectively what we do is we'll sit sideways in a trough and we'll put six rods off of one side of the boat and if you think about it when you're trolling you got fish following your bait behind the boat and sometimes you can only troll with two rods sometimes with four but with mooching we can put six rods down and when we do it off the side of the boat it's like a gauntlet of bait coming through an area and it's pretty tempting for a salmon to see that six baits hanging there going sideways down a trough I'll tell you what, we knocked the pink salmon dead yesterday, got some chum, got some silvers too, a head on one king, and we caught and released a sub-legal one. What do you look for as the captain when you set up? Are you looking for schools of bait fish, or are you looking for schools of salmon themselves? Well, again, I'm relying on the history of the guides that have been up here longer than I have. But what we were doing yesterday is we found a trough. It's a long, deep, deep trough that's right next to a rock wall. It drops off very quickly, and we're fishing about 200 feet right in this area. Salmon like to travel the path of least resistance. So we'll go into a big, big area. But we'll go to where this trough is, and we can kind of count on salmon traveling the path of least resistance. We'll look for this trough, and again, we're going to set up sideways, put baits down, and just drift on through and hope for the best. But we're not going all the way to the bottom, because if you do, you end up picking up rockfish, which, by the way, I did quite a few times yesterday. So you want to be in that mid-column. We were going about eight poles, which is what, about 90, 100 feet? Yeah, each time our pass, we call it a pass. That's where the level wind goes from one side of the reel to the other. And each pass is about 12 feet. So we go down about six to eight passes, and we try to work our bait a lot. A stagnant bait doesn't fish nearly as well as a bait that's moving. So we tell our people to put them down, stop every once in a while, and then start reeling back up. And we yo-yo all day long. So the baits are moving up and down, and salmon like to chase a bait that's moving. And folks, it's really simple and it's very interactive. That's why I like it over trolling. With trolling, you essentially wait for the bite. Usually the guy sets the hook, pulls it out of the downrigger, and has it for you to reel in. But with this, you own that salmon from start to finish. And again, you drop down, you pause, and then reel, 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 pause, reel, 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 pause, until you get it up to the surface. Now, a lot of times, the pinks and sometimes the silvers, they'll follow it all the way up to the surface. What should you do to entice a bite when they do that? 
Keep the bait moving. You sometimes will see them right on the surface, and people are tempted to just let it hang there with a salmon swimming right behind it. You could see it. It's like fishing in a barrel. But sometimes when they're doing that, they're just checking it out. And if you'll send it back down again, get that bait to move like it's taken off, they'll go after it. If you just sit there and leave it dangling in front of his face, he might swim behind it for 10 minutes and never take a bite. But as soon as that bait moves, boom, fish on. There you go. Fun fishing. Let's talk about the setup because number one, the weights are six ounce weights and they're colored. You've got orange ones and chartreuse ones and those are part of the attraction, aren't they? Yeah, I believe they're part of the attraction, but more than anything, it helps for the angler to see that their weights coming to the surface. Kind of gives them an idea to stop reeling so that the weights don't go zinging around through the air. But I think it's more for the angler than it is for the fish. But yeah, it is an attractant, I would believe. We use kind of a longer leader, like halibut fishing. We're using a 14-inch leader, and for salmon, we're going to use something closer to 36 inches. Gives a little bit of movement. We want spin on the bait. We use a plug-cut herring. So they're cut at a 45 degree twice, and that gives that bait a spin when it's down. And that's the attractant right there when that thing's spinning. Well, I'll tell you what, folks. Our crew of six limited yesterday, uh, we got all of our salmon. Again, just a fantastic day of fishing between the true cod and the halibut and the salmon. And I'm hoping we're going to be able to do the same thing with the salmon today. Again, we are on track to do exactly that with the halibut and the true cod. Before we go, I want to talk a little bit about your guide service that you operate outside of the summer months in Eureka, California. Yeah, I operate a guide service in Eureka, California, as mentioned. It's Judah Paul Sport Fishing. We fish kind of the same thing we do here. We fish halibut, salmon, lingcod, rockfish. We fish tuna in the late summer months, and we do crabbing in the fall. November into December, we fish for crab. And is there a website or Facebook page that people can go to? Yeah, judahpaulsportfishing.com. Why don't you spell that for us? J-U-D-A-H. P-A-U-L, sport, S-P-O-R-T, fishing.com. That's Judah Paul, sportfishing.com. And of course, the website for Sportsman's Cove Lodge is alaskasbestlodge.com. I'd like to talk more, Captain Steve, but I think we got to go because my best friend Rusty has got to fish on. I think he's going to put you to work in just a second. Fish on. Time to go to work. Stick around. We've got a whole bunch more of Alaska and fishing at Sportsman's Cove Lodge coming your way right after this short message. Immerse yourself in a complete Alaska wilderness experience through Sportsman's Cove Lodge. Up to six of you will spend a week in a beautiful waterfront log home in a secluded cove. Every day is a new adventure. Go on a guided fishing trip or haul in a bounty of shrimp and crab. Visit a Native American village where totem poles are carved. Go on a whale or bear watching trip and return back to your very own place at the end of the day. Find out more about the Alaska wilderness experience at alaskasbestlodge.com. That's alaskasbestlodge.com. 
Come explore the Dalles in Oregon for outdoors fun. Hike amongst the wildflowers, bike our riverfront trail, or visit the Gorge Discovery Center where you can enjoy a live raptor display. Or even check out our National Neon Sign Museum. But don't forget the fishing. We've got salmon, steelhead, bass, walleye, and monster-sized sturgeon waiting just for you. When the day is done, tell those tall tales at one of our wineries, breweries, or restaurants and plan your next adventure. Find out more at explorethedalles.com. Are you looking to reel in the marketing opportunity of a lifetime? America Outdoors Radio has sponsorships available, and we offer affordable platforms to reach thousands of listeners. Find out more by contacting John Cruz through his website at americaoutdoorsradio.com. We love our children. We protect them. We guide them. We prepare them for life in the world. With all that we do from deep in our hearts, we cannot control all things. Life-threatening illnesses and disabilities affect far too many of our children each year. While we cannot change the circumstances, we can make dreams come true. Dreams to provide hope, to provide spiritual healing and strength, to provide moments of happiness and relief in the darkest of times. We can give a glimmer of light and hope in a time of darkness and despair. Join huntofalifetime.org to help make dreams come true. To provide hope for children with life-threatening illnesses and disabilities, Hunt of a Lifetime is a nonprofit organization fulfilling dreams for hunting and fishing trips to youth 21 and under with life-threatening illnesses and disabilities. Visit huntofalifetime.org to learn how you can make a difference. That's huntofalifetime.org. Attention, small business owners. This could be the most important 10-minute call you will ever make. You may be eligible to receive up to $26,000 per employee through the Employee Retention Credit. Call Omega Accounting Solutions to see if your business is eligible to recover payroll tax pay during the pandemic. All it takes is a quick, easy, free 10-minute consultation to determine your qualifications. Call Omega Accounting Solutions at 800-309-ERC. Omega's knowledgeable staff will streamline the process of filing complicated paperwork. Omega is the small business champion with teams dedicated to maximizing tax credits. CPAs even turn to Omega for ERC guidance. Take advantage of this exclusive small business tax credit before it's too late. The three-year sunset deadline is setting soon. So find out if you qualify today. Call 800-309-ERC. That's 800-309-ERC. Or visit OmegaTaxCredits.com. Welcome back to America Outdoors Radio. I'm John Cruz. We continue to broadcast from Sportsman's Cove Lodge in Southeast Alaska. As you heard when we talked to Terry Sheely, Captain Mac, Larry McQuarrie, is retiring. He has sold the lodge. He's staying on as a consultant this year, but he is going to get a very well-deserved uh, retirement, the tender age of, I believe, 82 now. So good for him. He's left a beautiful lodge to some new owners, and we are talking to the new general manager who's spending his first summer here, Dale Castile. Dale, welcome to the show. Well, thank you, John. Glad to be here. Let's start off with what company has bought Sportsman's Cove Lodge? Uh, basically, it belongs to a gentleman called Kevin O'Neill, and he bought the lodge personally. 
instead of through his company. He bought it as a personal investment because he just loved the place when he came and visited and fell in love with it. And it was something he wanted to get involved in. All right. Well, fantastic. So he hired you as a general manager to come out here and see how things are going and to start dipping your toes into running things. Guessing you've got a little bit of a fishing background and maybe a background in hospitality, too. Tell us more. Yes. Back in the late 80s, I purchased a marina and motel and guided fishing business in Lake Granby, Colorado. Ran that for 20 years. And after I sold my business, I moved to Cape Coral, Florida, where I went to work for Kevin O'Neill, taking care of his personal boat and taking him fishing and guiding for the family. And I did that for about 10 years in Cape Coral, Florida. And this opportunity arose, and he asked me if I was interested in what I thought about Alaska. And I said, I I loved it. (laughs) (laughs) Have you been to Alaska before? Yes, I had been. It had been quite a few years before. And then he turned around to me and he said, no, I'm serious. What do you think about Alaska? (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's it's funny you say that because you've got a couple of your charter boat captains, very good ones, that hail from Florida and they've been coming here several years. Yes, and they're working out. They're great captains. I love them. A lot of the techniques that I used in Florida and I'm sure that the other captains do was... We did a lot of deep water, a lot of bottom fishing, a lot of jigging or mooching, as we call it up here, a lot of cut bait like we do here. So the the similarities are, I wasn't surprised when I got here and saw how they were fishing. I was very, very accustomed to that kind of fishing. Tell me about your first impressions of the lodge, not as a guest, but as coming in as a general manager. I thought, wow, this is like a small city. It is. And it is run as an efficient small city as well. It has the infrastructure, everything you would expect to see in actually a a small community. And we run it like a community. We have a great team of people here this year. Absolutely phenomenal. Why don't you tell me about some of the strengths that you've seen in the operation here? I'm guessing one of them is the customer service with the fantastic client-to-guest ratio. Yes, we do have a great client-to-guest ratio. Basically, every customer that we have or every guest that we have, we have one team member or better per guest. So it's a ra- it's a one-to-one ratio. What else impresses you about the operation here besides the customer service? With the great fishing fleet we have, the boats are awesome. The captains, the legacy that Captain Mack and Miss Patty have built here and the reputation they have in the community. It's the whole logistics of the operation that they have worked out. I find it absolutely amazing. When I first got here, I thought, how am I ever going to figure this all out? And they have it running so smoothly and so well that in a short period of time, it all just made sense. Well, but it took them 30 plus years to figure it out. But but you're right. If it's not broke, and it certainly isn't broke, there's no need to fix it. So, you know, obviously part of your job as a new manager from a new owner is to assess how the operation is going. I'm guessing your assessment is pretty favorable. Yes, it's very favorable. I don't plan, or the the company doesn't plan on any changes to the operation of the business or the the business model of customer service is number one and trying to get our guests, return guests are critical. You know, and something else that I've really been impressed with is you do have a high number of returning guests. You also have a high number of returning staff. And I was talking to a couple people about how impressed I have been by the hiring practices of Captain Mac and Miss Patty over the years, because they're not just looking at whether you can do the job as a deckhand or a guide or as a hospitality team member. They're really looking at your personality. They're looking at your work ethic. They're looking at how you're going to fit in with others. And it really shows. Yes, it does. And I'm. that's one of the big challenges coming in the future, I believe, is how are we going to 
continue to find the great talent which they have been able to bring up here in the past. It's always a challenge this day and age to find people to... Who actually want to work and work hard and do a good job. I'll say it for you. But I'll tell you what, folks. If you are one of those people or if you have a kid or a grandkid or a nephew or a niece who would like to spend a summer in Alaska... And yeah, they're going to work hard, but you know what? They're going to have a wonderful time. They're going to make a lot of money and they're going to have a chance to really have a summer. They're going to remember, go to alaskasbestlodge.com. There's an employment tab there. Just go to alaskasbestlodge.com and put a bug in their ear to apply this winter for a job at Sportsman's Cove Lodge. As many employees as you get back every year. I know there's always still openings because life changes, especially with the young people that that work here in many cases, and you're going to have some openings. So alaskasbestlodge.com is the place to go. I think that it's great that you don't plan on making a lot of changes. Like I said, this is not broke. This is a well-oiled machine, and there's no use in in fixing something that's not broken. So I see great things for Mr. O'Neill and for you and for Sportsman's Cove Lodge in the years ahead. Yes, I think so, too. I think that the changes that they are planning, which are very minor, like a facelift on the buildings, remodeling rooms, remodeling employee quarters is a big priority for them, providing additional employee quarters. That's what their focus is right now, is simply upgrading infrastructure. That needs it, and that makes perfect sense. So you mentioned you're going to improve the employee accommodations. Tell us what they look like now and what kind of improvements you think need to happen. Yeah, some of the accommodations, while they're all very nice, they're somewhat dated and need remodeling. And we also have employee lodging, which isn't necessarily large enough for the people we have staying in it. So we're going to vastly increase the number of rooms we have for employees. So are we talking instead of situations where it's a dorm situation, which is common for many employees at many lodges, that employees will actually have their own rooms? Yeah, that's where our goal is, is to get rid of bunkhouse type of living and have individual bedrooms. You may have several showers, which people have to share a shower, but the rooms themselves will be private accommodations. Well, privacy is important. I think that's a really good move. Now, in terms of additional accommodations, with Captain Mac and Miss Patty moving to a different home, literally just right across the cove in a little inlet, you're going to have their former quarters available. Is that going to be used for employees, or is this going to be like a really nice guest house for guests? We plan on making it a very nice guest house. It's it's a very nice house, very well constructed and decorated. And we think it would be a great. It's right on the waterfront. It'll be one of the most popular rentals we have. Glad to hear that you're moving forward. A lot of corporations, when they get a place, they like to immediately do cutbacks. And so glad to hear that that is not the vision of Mr. O'Neill or for Sportsman's Cove Lodge. So folks, again, if you've loved the experience before or if you've been intrigued by the experience before, it sounds like you're going to still have a first-class experience at a luxury Alaskan fishing lodge that's every bit as good as the one I've enjoyed with my friends and family for the past few years to include this year. Dale, I wish you great success moving forward, and I hope you enjoy the rest of the summer at Sportsman's Cove Lodge. Oh, thank you very much. Planning a day at the range or plinking targets with your friends? Or maybe you're looking to do some small game hunting with a rimfire rifle. Either way, they're going to be impressed when you show up with a Henry Golden Boy lever action rifle. This beauty has a brass light finish, a wooden stock and grip, and a blue 20-inch octagon barrel 
that makes this rifle handle great, and it is accurate too, especially for offhand shooting. Want to up your Golden Boy rifle game? You can order a deluxe engraved edition or one with a personalized inscription. Like every rifle manufactured by Henry Repeating Arms, this has a lifetime guarantee. Find out more about the world-famous Golden Boy Rifle and order a free catalog, too, at HenryUSA.com. That's HenryUSA.com for Henry Repeating Arms, made in America, and a proud sponsor of America Outdoors Radio. As we wrap things up, I've got to tell you, our three days of fishing was absolutely fantastic. The fishing just stayed good throughout the entire trip. And as a matter of fact, all of us brought home about 55 pounds of fish apiece. That's probably the best we've ever done on a trip to Sportsman's Cove Lodge, so we've come awfully close to that before. My thanks goes out to the entire staff at Sportsman's Cove Lodge. They are fantastic. And, of course, to Captain Mac and Miss Patty. They have made each and every one of my trips an absolute pleasure. I know my friend Rusty Johnston is hoping to come back, but I had to tell him that my daughter Faith, who's been with me three times, heard about this trip and said, Dad, you are taking me next year. So family comes first, Rusty, and I know you'll understand. And I know Faith can't wait to get back and maybe get a crack at another big halibut or salmon when she does. If you want to get a crack at some salmon and halibut and a whole bunch of fish to take home and first-class accommodations and off-the-charts customer service and fantastic food, I think you know the website to go to. It's alaskasbestlodge.com. For Sportsman's Cove Lodge on Prince of Wales Island in southeast Alaska, I look forward to seeing you there. Hot summer nights mean hot morning fishing for sockeye here in the Northwest, and Max Lure Company has got what you need to catch a limit with the Double D Dodger and two great sockeye rigs. The Double D Dodger has a unique, fast, slow action and can be fished away from the boat without a side planer. The Cha-Cha Sockeye Rig and Double Whammy Sockeye Pro both feature a patented smile blade and two stout red hooks that won't let go of that salmon when it bites. Max Lure Company, getting you into the sockeye this summer. Are you an outfitter, sporting goods retailer, boat dealer, or someone else in the outdoors industry? If you are, you know targeted advertising works best. And what would work better than advertising with America Outdoors Radio? Want to find out more? Contact me, John Cruz, through my website at americaoutdoorsradio.com. That's America Outdoors Radio, bringing you more business. Don't leave yet. We've got one more local shot of fishing and hunting to wrap up the Pacific Northwest edition of America Outdoors Radio. You know what time it is. And with us from Max Lure is Bob Loomis. Bob, welcome aboard. Thank you, John. So, sockeye fisheries are open on the upper Columbia River. Why don't we go ahead and talk about a good setup for sockeye on the upper Columbia? Well, if you don't have a double D dodger and a cha-cha sockeye squitter, you might as well just go home. Okay. So. Okay. Yeah. That, that. And that's the end of this max minute. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, no. The the double D dodger is a fantastic tool for attracting fish, moving the squitter around, giving you a lot of movement and everything. And the uh, squitter with the smile blade on there, which obviously is ultra light and high UV with a high UV squid body, works absolutely phenomenal for the sockeye fishers up there on the Columbia River. You know, and. 
as things start off, a lot of folks will fish below Wanapum Dam down in the south-central part of the river. Then you've got, obviously, right above Rocky Reach Dam is another good place to fish. And then you've got probably the most famous place, and that is around Brewster and the mouth of the Okanagan River. What's the drill for catching them in terms of depth and everything else? Well, you know, the fish, they're on the surface down to about 20 feet predominantly as they come up the river, and they will hug the bank. All right. And last thing, colors. Hot pinks, glows, whites. You know, people overlook white. White with pink works very, very well. You know, silvers, different things like that that are attracting. And all of them seem to work very, very good. All right. Well, look for the Double D Dodger and the Cha-Cha Sockeye Squitter at Sporting Goods Stores near you. And if you can't find them there, look online at maxlure.com. That's all for this week, but don't worry. We'll do it all again next Saturday morning from 7 to 8, right here on Seattle's Sports Radio, KJR. KJR.